0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Voice Activated, your Antlion Audio podcast. I'm your host, James, and today I'm joined by an extremely special guest, Kyle Beef Batista, the General Manager of Complexity Gaming. Thank you so much for joining me, Kyle. Thank you very much for having me. Excellent. Um, First off, uh, welcome, and uh, you know, it's pretty exciting to have you in here and get some insight on what goes on at the upper levels of eSports. So thank you, man. Really appreciate you being here. Um, of course. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey into kind of pro gaming and how you got to where you were?
1: Sure. I mean that's a that's a long story. Um, <laughs> I've been a gamer ever since I was probably about seven years old, and uh, always loved video games. Got into PC gaming in uh, 1993, I think, with like X Wing versus Tie Fighter on the PC. Um, I mean, going from there, I played just about everything that came out. I was strongly tied with a lot of the Blizzard games. I was a very proficient World of Warcraft player. And uh, from 2007 to 2009, I played that game competitively. Uh, I got to go to my first uh, esports events, although we, I, at least I didn't know about esports back then. I just thought it was WoW Arena tournaments. And uh, got to go to BlizzCon and MLG, uh, a couple of those things, which is where I saw my first real tastes of esports and I got to cast on the BlizzCon main stage back in 2009 um, when I was there and just hanging out as part of a contest that I had won to go to ask some questions from arena junkies. And from there, I kind of put it in hold until about 2011. Uh, I was focusing a lot on school. And then I decided I wanted to do some more casting. Spent a lot of time in the StarCraft scene as StarCraft 2 as that was emerging. And then as well as Heroes of New Earth and Dota 1 as a caster. And in 2012, I was offered a job working for Complexity as a caster focusing on Here's a New Earth. Moved up through the ranks there as a broadcaster and doing scrims and then doing matches. And then as a content producer, as a traveling content guy, doing live interviews at events, then a content manager, and uh, then started managing more of the teams and uh, became general manager in 2014. And that's where I'm at now.
0: Wow, man, that's quite the journey. That's that's pretty exciting to yeah. see you. You've basically literally gone from the bottom to the top here. That's pretty awesome. So we're not quite at the top, but pretty well, close. For for some of us, that's our dream job, right? So that'd be I yeah. Mean, that's that's a pretty high top for a lot of us. So, but um, how about Complexity's history? Do you know a little bit about like how they got started? You know, um, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Complexity was founded back in 2003 by our owner and CEO, Jason Lake. Um, Both Jason Lake and our other owner, now Jason Bass, are Counter-Strike players from way back in the day, playing 1.3, etc. Sorry, I'm very distracted. There's a mosquito flying around behind my computer. (laughs) um so i might have to to deal with him at some point (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so they were counter-strike players from back in like 1.3 2003 era and uh jason lake was kind of tired of playing with bad players and he said i'm gonna i'm gonna try to invest some time here and get some better players and that was how the original complexity was formed jason lake was playing on the team uh he eventually realized that he wasn't quite good enough to be a pro player, which was kind of unknown at that time, and stepped back to do more of the managerial stuff, and that was how Complexity was formed, and the rest is history. Lots of uh, lots of time spent in Counter-Strike and other FPS. By 2005, we had branched out to a lot of other games of the day, things like uh, Day of Defeat, things like Dota 1, where a lot of the legends played for us back in the day, uh, eventually built up a strong presence in WoW Arena, which is where I first came to know of, of Complexity, and then just about every sport under the sun that you can think of we've been a part of it at one point or
0: another so what is what is the every under the sun look at, look like right now so what pro teams do you have what caster teams are you guys rocking right now so right now our
1: focus is on counter strike we've always been a cs team so our CS:GO go one po- or excuse me cs team <laughs> not our 1.6 team I wish. um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got them. We got uh, two British players, two Canadians, and an American living out in Denver. Our Overwatch team, one of the hottest games right now, they're out in uh, Orange County, California. We have uh, four Americans and two Canadians on that team. Our Dota 2 team is uh, five Canadian, excuse me, five Americans. They're mm-hmm. living out in Fort Lauderdale, in Florida, and then we also have Hearthstone, which is based largely in Europe, mostly in Germany and Austria. And uh, aside from that, we've also got players from many different other games, from uh, Call of Heroes 2 to uh, League of Legends. And then, of course, the games that we're more frequently involved in, Dota 2, Hearthstone, Overwatch. So we have a lot of personalities, casters in those scenes.
0: Excellent. Yeah, you guys have uh, you've really been everywhere. And you've gone <laughs> everywhere. That's pretty amazing. Um, so yeah. what's what's kind of your favorite... Game to kind of work with? I mean, I don't want you to get in trouble with the other teams by by picking a favorite, but like, what are you closest to?
1: Um, so I actually live in Florida. I was just at our Dota 2 house right before we started this. Um, so Dota 2 was my pet project from 2014 until middle of last year. And so I, I'm certainly closest with that team. Uh, I know them the best. I have the most history. They've also been with us. Their core two players have been with us for almost three years now. Um, so we've got a lot of history there. But as far as my favorite game, I'm playing a lot of Overwatch right now. Uh, I haven't been playing as much Dota 2 recently, playing more Overwatch, and I was just at uh, our Counter-Strike event this weekend in Las Vegas.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. I bet you that was a blast. Nothing like Vegas and (laughs) Counter-Strike.
1: Yeah, that was a real good time. Unfortunately, we didn't didn't play so well, but it was still an incredible time hanging out with the guys and watching some good CS. Absolutely.
0: So kind of walk me through something like that if you're at the at the uh at a tournament what kind of role do you play with the team uh, or what do you do on a daily basis for a job you know
1: oh man daily basis (laughs) is something that uh is real hard to talk about one of the things that i love so much about the position that i'm in in and esports in general is that there's no there's no job description if there is one it's bullshit (laughs) Uh, because you're you're really doing whatever the heck you have to do and oftentimes that is not something you might have experience with that is not something you might be comfortable with but it's always about bettering yourselves learning things on the fly and being able to improve and tackle new things every day so let's talk about a month Like there's, there's certainly not everything that I'm going to be able to cover here, but in the span of a month, because I don't do everything every day, but in the span of a month, I'm generally going to be on about 12 airplanes to five or six different events uh, around the country or occasionally around the globe. Um, At those, I might be setting up a team house. I might be going out to talk with managers and talk with teams about how they're improving to interview a coach I might be going out to the event itself to actually watch the team play, to be doing sponsor interactions. I might be meeting new sponsors or keeping up on uh, current sponsors that we have or going to a non-eSports event like CES where you're looking to meet new people, you're looking to network. I might be uh, going out there to actually talk with our managers about making roster changes or I might just be out there hanging out, trying to see some friends and make sure that we're keeping those connections all warm. Uh, If I'm not traveling or while I'm traveling even, I have tons of meetings constantly with people like sponsors, people with my day-to-day managers, the guys that actually run those houses that the players are at making sure that they're taken care of with my bosses, Jason Bass and Jason Lake, the owners of the company, making sure that they're informed of what's going on, that our overall strategy is still going with our line level staff, with our web guys, our marketing guys, our sales guys, all those people that are taking care of all that stuff constantly, working on social media strategy, maybe interviewing or hiring new people, managing all those guys. Uh, I do a lot of the stuff when it comes to uh, payroll, I do contract negotiations, sometimes I'm seeking new players and negotiating with them to bring them into the team Uh, I do a lot of the content stuff myself as far as uh, video, mics, all that stuff, Um, sometimes I'm even editing articles or interviews although most of the time we have other people doing that these days, that was (laughs) one of the things I did in the past Um, a lot of it though is just personal interaction that's what i would say if you're going to lump one thing of my job and my responsibilities here it's personal interaction making sure that i have time for everybody that i'm never saying i don't have time for this occasionally you have to say it but i try to say i understand but i can't make that a priority right now i need to work on this and then we'll circle back to that but being able to listen to what's going on with other people being able to either just have them vent and then suggest solutions being able to provide some of my experience and saying this is how i might be able to help you here or this is somebody that i can put you in touch with to help solve the situation or just liaising connecting two people together that need to figure out this problem on their own so at the end of the day it's a people person job
0: Yeah, and you sound like you're kind of like the complexity of complexity. You've got your hands in a little bit of everything.
1: <laughs> that's the general manager for you.
0: That's awesome. Um, so while I got you here, I've got to peel back one of the big mysteries in programming, pro gaming, and that's the recruiting sure. process. Like everybody dreams of being a pro gamer or being involved. How do, how do you guys actually find those players? Do you just scour the leaderboards, or is there a process? <sighs>
1: It really differs from every game. Sometimes in uh, in a Dota 2, in an Overwatch, in a CSGO, sometimes you are looking at those le- leaderboards. You're looking at the MMR leaderboards in game. In CSGO, you might be looking at the ESCA standings, who's got the most in rank S, all these different things. Um, versus in Hearthstone, maybe you're watching people's streams. Maybe you have word of mouth that's actually getting around. Um, or in a lot of cases, it's kind of who you've met who you know. You oftentimes aren't as willing to take chances on people that you don't know personally. You figure out whose ideologies kind of match up, whose vision of the way the game should be played, the way competition in general should be approached, match up with your team and you think would be a good fit. Other times, especially in newer games, we don't necessarily have experienced managers, talent scouts, that kind of stuff for those games. And so we will rely very much so on tapping somebody within that space that says, "Hey, who who should we be looking at here? Who's got talent? Who's got the right mindset? Who's got a brand and the right uh, the right thought process about building a brand? Who should we be going for?" And every once in a while, you just get emails from people. We've recorded a couple of players in the past few years, uh, especially in Hearthstone, guys that you're kind of taking a shot on. Um, we've recruited there, uh, Rocket League teams, H1Z1 teams, uh, Halo, things like that. We get emails like a dozen a day or more of people just emailing us. And I mean, I read every single one of those. Not a whole lot of them get responses, because here's the secret. It's, it's a resume. When you're emailing me and saying, pick up my team, Like that's my first contact with you. If something is not coherent enough to make me get through the first sentence, I'm not going to continue reading it. And I'm certainly not going to be responding in the affirmative to picking you up. But uh, occasionally you'll get ones that are really well thought out, that are written properly, that you think this is a person behind this. This isn't a 14-year-old that's looking to achieve the dream. This is a real person. They're going to be somebody that I can work with because it's very much so like a real job like a normal job. People don't quite understand that. It's not just playing games. There are a ton of stresses and other things that you need to worry about other than just the game.
0: Right, that's, uh, that's some awesome insight. But so I guess that kind of gives me a follow-up question. So how important, you talked sure. about building your brand. How important is that brand as well as your skill? Like should, should people really be not only focusing on to get better at the game, but focusing on a, how to get better at marketing themselves? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would say that there are there are
1: two poles when you think about competitive gaming. There is 100% marketability, and there is 100% championship material. And there are certainly values to both of those. Ideally, you want to be somewhere in the middle. But if you're a fanatic from back in the day, fanatic CSGO mm-hmm. from a couple of years ago, and you are saying, "I am winning every single championship for the next six months," and you, that's your goal. Your brand is then built around being a champion right. every single time. If you're bringing in a new player, you want to make sure that, that player's a champion. You don't want to bring in Summit because Summit's, <laughs> you know, pretty good, right? But he's not championship material through and through but he has a huge market presence. That market presence doesn't help you when your brand is built around being a champion. On the other side, you've got Team Mythic, Summits boys from CSGO right now, right. and those guys are never going to win a major. They're probably never going to qualify for a major. But they're going to look good sch- doing it. <laughs> exactly. They've got a cult of personality built up around one or more of their players. NRG right now in Overwatch is another example of that. They're building marketable personalities around Seagull, yeah. And saying, we are going to make sure that we're still in the top 10, top 15 of teams, something like that. That's good enough for us. But we're going to have a leg up on everybody because we're going to have the biggest streaming presence. We're going to have the most fans. We've got the biggest cult of personality around our guys. And that's a, that's can be an absolutely successful uh, tactic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they can just turn into the big marketing machine. And, and that's yep. another way to make money. There's winning tournaments and, and getting viewers. So. <laughs> And you know what?
1: Nobody can go out there and win every single tournament. Eventually that goes away. Right. Marketing is a lot easier to sustain in terms of uh, having those players that are kind of evergreen.
0: Right. Wow. That was some awesome insight. I really appreciate that. That Yeah, of course. That was awesome. Um, So – I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to get you in trouble with the question, and you're welcome to say okay. you can't talk it talk about it. But is there anything like new and exciting coming out with complexity currently? Any new teams being added? We know there's some Overwatch changes and stuff in motion um, that we saw right. last night. Um, so, can you talk any anything about any of that?
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, we got a couple things going on right now. Uh, Overwatch, as you had said, we do have a couple of tryouts going on over there. Nothing's decided. They're kind of taking their time as they progress through the Carbon Masters. Um, on Dota side, we are moving Cancel into a streaming position. He didn't quite feel uh, that he was up to the pressures of competition, didn't quite feel that that was right for him right now, so he's moving back into a full-time streaming role, and right now we're using 747. He is our confirmed uh, replacement for Cancel. For the upcoming Kiev major qualifiers that we'll be playing in so for the foreseeable future we'll be using him not sure if it's going to be a long term solution or not but for right now he's the guy Um, outside of that man there's there's a whole lot going on there's always stuff to be talking about Um, the one thing that I would say that I'm really hyped about is H1Z1. There's a lot of buzz about the game right now. You've got huge personalities in that game such as Summit, who of course does CS:GO a lot of the times, but you've got newcomers like Dr. Disrespect that just are so energetic and bring such life to a scene, and on top of that, there's a lot of rumors about uh, competitive scene over there. Daybreak getting into the esports side, and uh, if that's going to be happening, then Complexity certainly wants to be a part of that. It's a it's a really thrilling game and quite fun. If you haven't played it yourself, you definitely should.
0: Yeah, it's it's um, a little frustrating for me because I'm terrible, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it was like everything you wanted Daisy to be. But like yeah. better, <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, there's I really some kinks
1: it. that they've worked. They need to work out still, but uh, it has the potential to be a really good game.
0: Yeah, that's that's an exciting title that we've all been like just watching grow, and it's it's really cool to kind of see it change. And it's really exciting to hear it might get in esports. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd just, be neat. Yeah, because it's just a fun game to watch. Even like you've gotten yourself kind of like getting lost while your buddy's playing. Like oh oh oh, you know what I mean? Like you just you get into it. But yeah. Uh, So one thing, uh, we, our companies, Antlion Audio and Complexity, have recently announced that we're going to be working kind of closely together this year. Yeah. Can you talk to us how that came about and what it might mean for people that are fans of both of us? Sure.
1: So uh, we actually got to meet Ellie up at uh, the Boston Major. Ellie, for anybody not familiar is uh, one of the bosses over at Antlion Audio, the CEO, and a really passionate gamer and also a passionate Dota fan. Oh, yeah. um, so I got introduced to him over there, and uh, he kind of got to meet the team over there. We got to talk. Our, our philosophies lined up quite a bit. Got to see him uh, another time down at CES in Las Vegas, where we got to see a whole bunch of cool tech together and just talk a little bit more. And we, we realized that it was a really good fit. We, uh, had quite a few discussions about kind of where both companies were going. And for us, it was a natural fit in terms of the tech. I'm using my, my mod mic five right now. And it
0: sounds great. It
1: does. (laughs) It does. And, um, it's really good for our players. Oftentimes, they're in kind of confined spaces where a traditional gaming microphone might have issues. But with the noise canceling mode, you have the option to get rid of a lot of that background noise and it makes it easier on competition. Um, on the streamer side of things, the omnidirectional mode for the microphone it's able to give a really good uh, depth and warmth to the audio that uh, a lot of those guys like. And of course, some of the guys like using different headphones, um, using either the gaming or non-gaming versions of our creative headphones or maybe even a wireless headset, something like that. And so being able to take the microphone on and off, putting it on different headsets, that's something that we thought was really cool. And We thought there was a lot of good ways that we could have a mutually beneficial relationship, collaborate on some stuff in the future, improve it to make it the best gaming microphone out there.
0: Man, that's some of the nicest things that anyone's ever said about us. So, no, we really appreciate it, man, and we're really excited to work with you guys. I mean, we're all giant gaming nerds and like complexity. I mean, I was a CS:GO guy, so COL was something yeah. that like struck fear into me since I was you know a little person. <laughs> so like, uh, like when we started talking about this deal, like everybody just went into this little kid kid mode. So uh, we're we're just as excited to be here. So to the fun yeah. stuff. I know in your time as a GM, you had to have had some fun or funny stories um, with some special gaming teams (laughs) or some tournaments. Um, You got anything you share with us today?
1: Oh, good Lord. (laughs) I mean, you got to narrow it down for me. Like, there's been so much stuff over the years.
0: All right. Um, Let's go. uh, What's your favorite CSGO Pro Team story?
1: csgo pro team story okay uh, so let's take it back to 2014 <laughs> our team was uh nothing hiko Semphis anger and sean gares nothing hiko and Semphis anger sean- yeah that's five. that's five and uh we were playing at the socal revival land in ontario california um, I was not yet the general manager of Complexity. I was just about to become the GM, but uh, neither here nor there. But it was uh, my first time in charge of a team, essentially. <laughs> and uh, we were down at this little tiny land center. It was like 40 PC land center in California. Nothing like the arenas that are you know, being filled, or quite, not quite so filled always, but yeah. um, of CSGO today. You know, this is a $10,000 event with about 30 spectators that were just sitting behind the computers at this LAN center. And uh, Jimmy Wisenhunt from, uh now from H1Z1 and Twitch fame, um, was there casting. And uh, midway into day two, somewhere in the evening, the final day of the event, the internet, uh, the whole place goes down. We're being DDoSed. Oh, no. We're like, oh, no, this is absolutely terrible. What's going to happen? And they're like, okay, well, we can play offline. We can, we can play offline. We can do that. But we want to have it streamed. We're about to be going into the winner's bracket finals of Complexity versus I by Power, which was the matchup right. back in the day. We want to have this streamed. This is what this entire event is right. for, is for these two teams. And so we wait 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, and finally, about uh, midnight or so, they say we we have to do this. Jimmy is already packed up and left because he's <laughs> like, I can't stay here anymore. I've got to be working tomorrow morning. And we we try to do it, and we say, Oh my God, nobody can log on. You have to like, you need the internet yeah. to at least log on to get your settings and your configs. Yep. And Anger whips out his phone, hotspots each computer, like plugs it in and tethers <laughs> to each computer, logs everybody on. And we play the first match, and I, I Complexity won. Yeah, Complexity won two one. It was it was like brutal, but that was just the winners bracket finals <laughs> at two thirty in the morning. We go back to our hotel and we say, "Call us when the next one is done." And they they have some kind of an issue where they weren't able to get somebody computer working, and they needed to log back on again. I have to drive Anger back over there at 3.30 in the morning to tether somebody's computer to get back on the internet. We go back at, like, 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. They're like, all right, they've beaten whoever the heck it was. It was Mo and Freakazoid's team at the time. They've beaten them. It's time for the grand final, starting at 5 or 5.30 in the morning or something like that. And that goes, and it goes to map three, and... It goes to overtime, and we end up losing, like, really, really close. We end up losing, and it's over, and the sun's been up for an hour. It's 8.30 in the morning, and it's on 8.30 on a Monday morning. Like, people have already left and had to go to work. The land center's opening in two hours, and my players – We're in Ontario, California, about 90 minutes away from LAX for the LA airport, and my players have flights in, like, 60 minutes. Oh, no. We're, like, like driving. We're trying to go through the LA traffic at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. We get there at, like, 1130 or noon. Three players have missed their flights because we were playing. Like, we barely even had time to go back to the hotel and grab everything. Oh, man. And they still miss their flights. They get rescheduled and stuff. I personally make it home by, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't slept since, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning the previous day. I was exhausted. The players were miserable that they had lost. But that was the last, like, for me, that was the last, like, true historic small land that I was a part of. Like It really did have that like 2006 feel to it, it sounds where it was just like a bunch it. of guys. Like,
0: yeah. Where he took over the coffee shop, and they're like, you really, yeah. you really need to get your stuff off of my tables, because they make more money than you did last night. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. So did exactly. you get home after
0: that, and kind of lay in bed and go, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah,
1: I got home, and I was like, I'm going to sleep for like 24 hours, and then I'm going to reevaluate my life.
0: Next thing you know, you're the GM, and you're like, all right, we made some good decisions. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you kind of told me what games you're currently playing right now. You said you're playing some Mm -hmm. Overwatch. You playing anything else?
1: I'm playing a little bit of Overwatch, a little bit of H1. Uh, I used to be really, really big into Dota, but uh, I've been kind of off the Dota train for a little while. Uh, I play Hearthstone whenever I've got a little bit of spare time. Um, CS when I'm kind of feeling it.
0: Yeah. You gotta be in that mode, that like operator mode. Like it's, yeah. it's time.
1: I play, I play Rocket League and I play Smash with my little brother sometimes, but generally only when I'm home with my family.
0: Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, Rocket League's a great one. Uh, it's it's like one of those that you can just kind of get lost in for a couple hours and then not touch yeah. it for six months. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, so, what games are you excited for this year? It's kind of like the retro throwback year. It seems. Nothing. <laughs> Oh man, I honestly, I do not pay attention to
1: games outside of um, the eSports titles that we're in generally. Right. I have not played a non-eSport game in years. Like, makes, makes sense. Years. Um, I downloaded, what did I download the other day? I bought a Humble Bundle <laughs> for um, for Star Wars, like the Star Wars Humble Bundle. And I yes, got sir. the original X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Uh because that was like I said, that was my original PC game back in nineteen ninety-three or whatever. And I bought that along with like Rogue Squadron and a couple of these other games. And I tried to load up X Wing versus TIE Fighter. And I'm like, Oh my god, this is gonna be so nostalgic, and it wouldn't work without a joystick. And I was like, yep. <laughs> I felt really bad after that. So I tried to play a game, but it didn't work.
0: I feel you're paying about the same humble bundle. <laughs> I was like Star Wars, X Wing versus TIE Fighter? Oh my goodness, yes. Sold. <laughs> and then Knights of the Old Republic. You I mean you can't say no to yeah. that? That's like a that's a replay every once in every ten years or so. So, <laughs> um, so give us uh, some info where we can catch you guys at some some events. Like what teams are playing next, and uh, where where fans can like get the latest news on complexity and what the going ons are.
1: Sure. Um, so things that are coming up for complexity we've got Carbon Masters for Overwatch this week we've got ESL Trinity Series, our Hearthstone team is number two in that league right now um, so getting close to qualifying for the playoffs uh, our CS team is going to be playing in ESL Pro League this week and our Dota team will be playing in the Kiev Major Qualifiers pretty soon uh, you can get all that information at complexitygaming.com or you can follow us on Twitter at live. Follow us on Facebook, like us there at Complexity Gaming, or catch us on YouTube at Complexity Insider. And you can also catch me on Twitter at COL underscore Beef. I
0: love it. Beef. Greatest name. Has everyone told you you have, like, the greatest wrestling name? like beef no just kyle beef batista like, oh yeah like i never I thought just, about it but i could it's just hear good. that just being re- just yelled out at like a smackdown yeah <laughs> as you come off the top ropes you know yeah so. you no know,
1: telemarketers for a long time they would call me and they would say is this mr uh but but batista batista oh are you the wrestler <laughs> so i'm like yes, yes yes i am the wrestler I'm like wow yeah. i watched you when i was a kid i was like
0: i did too <laughs> You're like, and Good I have stuff. caller ID. I know where you're calling from. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. So I want to circle back to one little thing we talked about. You We talked a little sure. bit about the Overwatch, and you said there might be some tryouts going on. Do we expect to maybe see a couple new players on the next round?
1: Uh, I'm not exactly sure right now. Okay. Uh, I think that we're probably going to be playing with uh, Chow again, um, but I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have to see with the Carbon Masters tomorrow. I know that a lot of the teams in the Overwatch space right now are kind of rocking with like four locked in players and trying out like two, yeah. just because the Overwatch League is so important everybody wants to take their time making any roster changes that they are making make sure that it's fitting perfectly before they lock in.
0: Yeah, absolutely I mean, it's so new too, like there's a lot of a lot of learning and teaching each other and learning the teams, yeah Makes sense. Well, we were really excited to see you guys come out on the Carbon Masters. And uh, I mean, I personally watched it and I thought you guys put up a good fight for a freaking brand new team, basically. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and Immortals <laughs> is looking good. Oh, man. I could not believe. Like, that was. Yeah. Some of your guys' holds, though, were just absolutely phenomenal. Nick went off like a couple of times yeah, in off. I was just like sitting in my chair holding my head. Like, how did you do that with Farah in the yeah. air? Like, it was awesome. <laughs>
1: I mean, Eichenwald and Hanamura, like, those are both maps where both maps that we played were both very close. And it kind of came down to, like, one mistake kind of thing. Um, So, unfortunately, weren't able to close it out, but hope to next time we get more matches.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of time, and there's plenty of time for the team to get to know each other, which is going to be an exciting year for you all. So Yeah, absolutely. Beef, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. You were awesome. Of and uh, thanks for giving us some inside track there. And we, we really enjoyed having you, and you're welcome back anytime. That's all the time we have today for this episode of Voice Activated. I want to thank you, Kyle, for stopping in and giving us some insight about what it's like to be the general manager of a pro esports team. And we're so excited about this partnership with Complexity. We can't wait to see what this season brings. For all you listeners out there, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next month.